0: It's time for the No Shot Clock Podcast. We're talking the biggest stories in Illinois high school basketball. Now, here are your hosts, Michael O'Brien of the Chicago Sun-Times and Joe Hendrickson of the City Suburban Boost Report. Welcome in, everybody to episode 150 of No Shot Clock. Yes, 150. I would have put the over-under mic at 72 and a half uh, of the ones that we would do when we first started. I didn't think we'd get to 150. Did you? I can't say I actually
1: thought about it.
0: (laughs) Um, I I thought it'd be a one-two-year kick the tires, see how we like it.
1: You'd move on.
0: Move on. But actually, there's been positive feedback. People still... Care to listen and tune in, but a uh, little bit of a lull in the season right now, don't you think? A little bit. Like no, we had that. We that had that
1: city tournament starts this week. It's all well, okay.
0: Up. I, I, I'm talking about last mm. uh, seven, eight days. Last weekend was just kind of a. Eh.
1: I mean, Joe, I did get to go to the Second Lake Park campus and see Wheaton South, Geneva, and like, yeah. So obviously, I was That's able to take... thirty
0: point game, right?
1: I was. It was like a football game because everybody had, a... had like a couple possessions.
0: Yeah. <laughs> ah, yeah. Uh but yeah, yeah we. we... Uh, I, I don't know. It, it was just a slow week. I, I liked it because the last weekend was oh, such a busy week. Yeah. And uh, we, yeah, the city tournament, but today we're gonna talk a little bit um well, we'll do our two takes and then we're going to i i was working on a little piece kind of just uh it's not really mid-year but it's like a midterm exam with some questions and some multiple choice answers four that we think would really all in some way answer the question i'm going to write more specifically in a story this week maybe just pick one of the four answers out but for today's purposes we'll we'll ask you know these questions and and give four answers that we think best fit uh those answers to those questions so uh but yeah let's let's get our takes mike and get growing give me give me your first one
1: start us off on a positive note if you think about all the complaining and tongue-in-cheek comments I've made over the last 150 episodes about Chicago public schools, the public league scheduling, and this and that, and they're a constant whipping boy. Well, man, it's been quite a two years. Uh, there's some credit needs to be given to David Rosengard because things have really improved. He's the new head of CPS, and I'd heard some some talk this week um, from CPS people that I was going to get an email and it, it showed up today and it's a really impressive press release and email. And it's all about um, they're calling next week, Chicago Public League City Basketball Championship Week. That's the name. City Basketball Championship Week. It's fantastic. Um, it, it lays out and this went to all the media, you know, they, not just me. So everybody knows, TV stations, even the Tribune, which usually can't find its took us with both hands when it comes to this. They want to send somebody, they can do it. So it lays it out. Except for the
0: city, except for the city, Sir Robin hoops report.
1: <laughs> yeah, we got to get you it. on that. Yes, yeah. yes,
0: I'd like that. Okay, go ahead.
1: I'll tell W, yeah, because it's really good. Um, He says, uh, this is the complete schedule for City Basketball Championship Week. It's got a, a shoe company sponsor. You can probably guess who that is, which will be nice for them. But Tuesday, it starts up with the, the white uh, championship. They're, they're going to have the girls at five and the boys at seven. Oh, sorry. I, meant, I, I forgot to mention. All of these games are at UIC or DePaul. The, the McGrath Arena, not Win Trust. So they're all going to be at, at college-ish venues, places people like to go. So Tuesday is the white championship, boys and girls. Wednesday is, it's a girls' night. It's the two girls' semis. So the girls' final four. Thursday is the boys semi-night. The boys final four, the two games. And then Friday is the boys and girls um, I'm, I'm sorry. Friday is the blue championship and the girls green championship at DePaul. And then Saturday is the boys and girls championship game at UIC. It's all laid out here. They got championship games in a row i love that the boys varsity white and the girls varsity white gets a big night and everybody knows where it is that's a game i've wanted to go to before but it's too difficult to even figure out what's going on with it it's all laid out here it's they have a, their own website they started where you can get information on where these are how to buy tickets how to get media credentials everything it, it's a it, It's fantastic. And it's out a week in advance, actually eight days before the first game even takes place. I mean, there have been times when I didn't know where the Final Four was going to be a day before it was happening. I mean, this is just, it's such a step forward for CPS basketball. And it's going to be so great for the fans to know this stuff. It'll be great for more media coverage you know, I, I'm just, I'm really happy for CPS basketball. This is the way forward. This is something, if they can keep this up over a decade, people will know what City Basketball Championship Week is. They'll be looking forward to it. It's just such a huge 180 from everything we've been dealing with before.
0: No, it's, it's something what a little organization will do in in terms of being able to promote and highlight an event. Yeah. And that's what happens when you get you know some releases out and some uh specific dates and on and in a timely fashion so
1: oh i left out sorry you can buy tickets online here this is the price you can do do it all it's amazing (laughs) yeah go ahead. all
0: right good um you know my first take is on a team that i don't know i i think we've we've talked about them we've they've been in your rankings now for a while they've made some noise uh with by winning their own holiday tournament back in december but i still feel like <laughs> what what they're doing is, I don't know, like I said, I just, it's not completely overlooked, but Hinsdale Central and you know in your rankings you had them this week. Uh, the little the note with them was the longest winning streak currently in the Chicagoland area. I I, I think what they've done for in, in a league that you know I pumped up this conference, the West Suburban Silver, you know at the beginning of the year, but I really focused on lions and downers grove north and both of downers grove north and lions are have been in your rankings or have been or are and and are, are going to be 20 plus wins team 20 20 plus win teams but hinsdale central like is 20 is now 22 and 3 uh they haven't lost since before christmas uh and you know and along the way they've, they've picked up quality wins you know they've taken care of those those conference teams, they've beaten LT twice. They've knocked off Downers Grove North. Um, or uh, I'm sorry, Marion Catholic and Oswego East in their own, you know, their own conference. They'd, or, I'm sorry, in a holiday tournament, Downers Grove North was a loss at the beginning of the year. But I, I, I just think this team has put themselves in a situation where those heavy hitters, in that it's going it to be interesting where they're seated to begin with, they host their own sectional. And I, I just think this is a team that, again, it's not like we've been ignored and we've just dismissed the, the what Hinsdale Central has accomplished. But you know what kind of atmosphere Hinsdale Central will have for their home games. Uh, they, they had a massive crowd for a conference a conference game against um, the Lions, Lions. a week, week or two ago. It's just going to be really fun to see a a, a Curie or a um, who else is in there Curie and uh, Whitney Young. Ah, I, I mean, where do they get seated? I, I, you know, I mean, the seatings are in a week from now. They're twenty two and three. I mean, do they get seated behind the two Chicago public League schools with a heavy dose of suburban schools doing the seating? So it, it'd be interesting if Hinsdale Central somehow. Managed to get the one i don't know if they will i don't know if they're quite deserving uh i wouldn't see them one but if they did and let curie and young knock each other off in the semis and then take care of business against you know whoever they get in the semis and all of a sudden you're in a final with that raucous cry i, I just think they could be a team that no one really expects to do a ton of damage in the postseason and with the way they're ro- rolling right now mike i they're a really dangerous team and stylistically as well. So I, I just think that's a team to really watch going forward.
1: Yeah. They don't have another, their next big test is lions and it's after the seeds. Yeah. yeah. I mean,
0: I, I mean, they've beaten Lincoln way East. They've beaten lions. They've beaten, uh, um, Oswego East
1: downers, North Marion, Marion.
0: Marion. Yeah. Uh, so, I mean, it's, you know, it, it it's just I mean, they're red hot. I mean, they're you're obviously playing with a ton of confidence. Uh and that like I said, playing your home gym in a sectional, it's it's big. Oh, it's yeah. a big deal. So
1: what I really love about Hinsdale Central schedule, and I noticed this, you know, when I'm always looking at ranking them, I love how they've beaten two of the teams that they lost to earlier in the season. Yeah, that was like, Yeah, and yeah. uh Downers Grove North. That seems like such a good thing to me. <laughs> Where I feel like I can just wipe those off now because they've beaten them. So I feel like they're kind of a one loss team in my world because they've you know overcame that. That's why they really jumped up the rankings for me. Yeah, I
0: mean it's senior dominated. It's uh, it, you know, it's it's going to be a tricky, tricky game for if the teams if they if they end up with a three four seed, they have um, to be the two seed, right? I I would I Curry's would think
1: schedule's been too. They got nine losses or whatever, right? I mean.
0: Yeah, I mean, my thing with them is if they were to get the one somehow, and I don't know if they will or not, but I see goofy things happen when, you know, on these sectionals, I don't want to get into it too much, but I mean, a lot of times they do seed with their conferences or their, you know, not saying there's an anti-public league uh, slant when they go to the suburb sectional, but I, I, let's just say I wouldn't be shocked if some reason Hinsdale Central was the one they're going to go in probably 24 and three when they're putting the seeds up and, you know, young and Curie both have, you know, losses. So I don't know. It's just something to keep an eye on.
1: Yeah. That'll be interesting. My Curie, as I know very well from doing the rankings, good luck trying to even like honestly seed them because it's, I mean, they beat Simeon, but they lost it. Yeah. It's a, That'll be very interesting for sure. Uh, my second and also, you know, we should mention Hensdale Central as maybe one of the top five players in the country that, that could have been there for Nick LaTore this year. Uh, you know, yeah, Mattis Basilis yeah, would, yeah. Would,
0: would would really have helped. We'd have a top five player in the country playing Hensdale Central. <laughs> yeah. with with, I mean, with, with uh, this group. They
1: could be number one. So yeah, that, that definitely needs to be mentioned as I segue into Jeremy Fears Jr. Who um was uh named a McDonald's All-American about a week ago. Uh it was something uh, I'd heard about it. I knew it was coming over the weekend, but we were waiting and there was not like no official confirmation, blah, blah, blah. And then we got anyway, it was something, you know, we've lost so many players over the last few years. And w- when the fears, you know, I-, I talk with Jeremy's dad fairly often and I, you know, I've spoken about and I've written about, he's been really honest that he wasn't in favor of this move back. He he wanted him to stay at Overtime Elite. And I remember when I, you know, was on Twitter and I saw that Overtime Elite had like 82 NBA scouts at their pro day. And I'm thinking, oh my gosh. I mean, there haven't been 82 scouts watching a high school basketball game combined in Chicago in the last 20 years. Um, so yeah, it's, he gave up a lot to come here and uh in that they thought that and i remember at, at one point jeremy fears junior he he thought he was giving up a chance to be a mcdonald's all american by coming home and he was okay with that he'd made that decision that he thought it was more important to come home and play in back in joliet with his brother try and win a state championship for joliet and if he wasn't going to be a mcdonald's all american that was okay So it was really great to see him actually get it, even though he came back. And now he's gotten to experience this whole season. He's got Jolie West in a great place right now with a chance to win a state title. And he was able to get the McDonald's All-American second ever from Joliet. And I feel like it gives us as a state kind of, our mojo back a little bit we're on a bit of a roll here again where we've had some representation in that game because i mean if you listen to the podcast over these 150 episodes joe and i've spent a lot of time whining about the years we didn't have them and the i mean the streak of not having them so it's nice to get a little comeback here with a few years in a row where we've had a player
0: no, it is great. Anytime you get that notoriety, anytime you get that exposure for your state and your basketball and any college basketball game that's being broadcast, they're always, you know, talking about this player or that player and they were Mr. Basketball in their state. And that's the award that uh, I'm sorry, uh, McDonald's all Americans, uh, in, in, you know, from that state. And so it, it is, it's huge. The, the game, you know, to your point about, losing it by playing here I, I I couldn't disagree more with that assumption I just from talking to people very little is done in the first you think about it we're already in January the decisions have been made uh there there isn't a ton that goes into it, it, it it's all mostly done prior to the start of their senior seasons because of all the AAU because of all the you know Nike eybl the only and, and this is not a criticism of of fears at all this is more criticism of the of the of the game and what this has turned into there, there's a couple of things that you know, college coaches talk about it too a few things one uh, the political part of this game has gotten a lot heavier uh by where you go to school where you committed to and not so much on, on on rankings and the other part i mean, I mean Bronny james is another perfect example there's not a college coach I've talked to and since the announcement that that don't does not think that that's an absolute joke that Ronnie James is a McDonald's All American um you know it, it's just you know and, and Nike has become a big huge you know playing for Nike teams and in, in the off season so there is a lot but uh that's my problem with the game not so much of Jeremy's selection it's just uh, a huge a huge boost for that Joliet community, especially, I think, to because it's a proud, proud moment for any high school basketball program. Uh, obviously, the family and, and the player, but you know, that program and community, uh, something to pump your chest out about.
1: Uh, question uh, for you, Joe, yeah, do you think we'll have one next year?
0: Uh, we got um, right
1: now, James Brown is at 27. In 24-7's rankings, Morez is
0: at 58. My, 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 and then against James Brown. Going to North Carolina helps. <laughs> I, it does. I mean, it's just you go to a blue blood, you're committed already. Uh yeah, I mean, I my if you put a gun to my head and say, Joe, will we have one? <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna say no. Ooh. Uh, but that is not a firm no. It is a Hey, if a player or two, particularly those two, <laughs> go out and have a monster spring and summer, then yeah, I mean it's that's that's basically what it's about. Whether you agree with it, uh, it's a McDonald's game chosen from the high school, not the AAU, but that is where a lot of these voters and a lot of these people are watching them and 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 make their decisions. Uh, quite honestly, so there's a few events that are that happen in the in the early part of the season that. You know, you can get some eyes on, but that's those are smaller events with smaller amount of teams, <clears throat> and you know it takes shape well before then. You know, my, my second take, Mike, is is you know I'm writing about this in my in my three pointer column, I, and and you have talked about this. Well, we have over the course of the many years that we've written and done this podcast, it, it, it is the geographical representation in in Champagne before that Peoria. I know everybody kind of gripes and complains it's not always, quote-unquote, the best team sometimes. But the IHSA has made a point of we want, you know, different representation from different geographical areas. And I do think that's that's good uh, when you get to that point. And I think 3A is, you know, based on last year alone, Metamora and Springfield Hart-Griffin, were the two teams playing in a state championship game, not Mighty Simeon. And, you know, there were two Central Illinois teams, and for the Chicago area fans, it's kind of takes a little bit out. Uh, So 3A very well could be in that situation again, as those two teams are basically rolling through their regular seasons for the most part and in position to return to Champaign. In 4A, after the last two weeks, I've watched Moline play three times, one Sun film earlier in the year, where I was, eh, you know, it was uninspiring, but it was, you know, I thought they were very good. These last two weekends to me, taking Simeon to the wire, losing by one, looking good doing it in one of the best games I've seen all year, and then watching them dismantle Rolling Meadows this past weekend. As long as those two Big Ten recruits, Brock Harding at point guard and Owen Freeman, the big man, are are playing at the level they're currently playing at. They are a legitimate for a state title contender. And I I, I just, I was talking to some people that watched the Mount Carmel Moline game. I talked to coach Sean Taylor Moline's coach afterwards, um, you know, this weekend and just talking about some of these games they played. you know, beating up on East St. Louis, a very good team by 20 some points and uh, losing to Mount Carmel in the championship game at Pekin. You know, Brock Harding was uh, 4 of 17 from the field that game. Uh, very uncharacteristic, 2 out of 12 from 3. So, you know, they struggled in in, in that regard. But, Mike, the, Brock Harding at point guard and Owen Freeman at 6'10 really give opposing teams fits from a matchup perspective. And I go back to what I was talking about with Hinsdale Central. Moline, you know, they're going to have their hands full in, in, with some good quality teams, Quincy, Belleville East, um, and I think Yorkville could end up being in that Moline sectional, but Moline will host the sectional uh, at their own place, which that will be a tough for any opponent to go in there, especially making the travel from Quincy and Belleville East or wherever they're coming from, Yorkville. I mean, it's going to be a just a pro-pro Moline crowd. And then they set up kind of well, – Mike O'Brien hopes for is a showdown of the super sectional with Jeremy fears and, and, uh, Juliet West at ISU, which I think could be maybe the best super sectional in the state of Illinois. So a lot of basketball to played before then, but Moline has impressed me that much. These last two weeks, uh, their chemistry is, is, is so much better than it was at the beginning of the year when Owen Freeman just got there and, and, uh, you know that takes some adjustment period you know for them to 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 navigate that you know and I just think that they're they're a team that is a legit state title contender and we'll see how that transpires here over the course of the next six weeks
1: I was watching uh the Curie you know upset of Simeon on Thursday and I don't want to sound like I didn't I, I feel like Simeon doesn't Really matter right now. I'm so excited about Class 4A.
0: Well, because they're 3A.
1: Yeah, and the teams that could win it, because I feel like there's a solid four or five group, and there's no huge favorite, and it's all like interesting to see how each team's doing every week and on their way. And I feel like Simeon's just not involved. You know, they're not. They're 3A, and that's going to be a fun little tournament, like you said, with some nice representation.
0: (laughs) But a fun, fun (laughs) little tournament. Act like it's little, little (laughs) tights.
1: It, is, it kind of is. I mean, and it's, I don't, yeah, I don't. Well,
0: I mean, this is the whole, and we're not doing this, but
1: yeah. the, 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 <laughs> the, the two class yeah. system. Yes.
0: Yeah. I, I think this is a really, really good top heavy uh, year for high school basketball team wise, particularly compared to last year where we knew Glenbard West yeah I, 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 if you combine three and four I'm oh like,
1: man the elite eight we could have oh oh, oh, that'd oh. Be awesome oh because because Mo- they, they'd all get there yeah you could different areas
0: yeah yeah you got a sacred heart griffin who's really good i saw them play they are good i, I it's just wow oh, man you Had should it, do it,
1: the we should do the what the elite eight would be it'd be fantastic Grab we the could, last one.
0: You could have the last one <laughs> bracketed out. That's a that's a that's a little hoop project. Yeah, that would right.
1: be. I hadn't even thought about it that way. Yeah, you're right, Joe. That wow, that would be a lot. That'll
0: of be coming to a three pointer column <laughs> sometime soon. Thanks <laughs> for that pretty, heads up. That's uh, But yeah, well let's let's uh get into this. um I, Again, we're just gonna kind of zip through some of these questions, and as a re- reminder. These are four answers. If you're taking a test, taking your your, your your midterm exam, you'd have A, B, C, and D as multiple choice. And uh, we've got four for each one. And we'll start with about the biggest surprise this season, Mike. We've got four options that – and we'll, we'll, maybe we'll just read them all off. And then just briefly, you know, we don't have to talk about – Hinsdale Central is one of them. Uh, Marist, Libertyville, and Wheaton South. What jumps out out of those four to you? Just out of those four?
1: Um, to me, it would definitely be Marist. Um, Wheaton South is typical Wheaton South. Wheaton South, right. Libertyville should have probably been maybe preseason ranked. I think that was more of a, a failing on my part based on what they did last year and what they had back. So I think that, and Hinsdale Central, I, I, I yeah, I, I go with Marist. I did not see this coming. I thought they'd be an intriguing young team to watch. I didn't really appreciate the seniors they had back and how, you know, they're not, you know, future college stars or anything, but they're really solid high school basketball players and uh, Marist, and they haven't, Marist hasn't pulled off that big win really either, but they've been right there against some great teams. And so for me, it would definitely be Marist.
0: I agree with the, with the, with the youth that they're playing with some of that was mixed in with some experienced guys and and where they're at. Yeah, for sure. Uh, What is one unranked team? No one is talking about. But should be, or would, or will be, we've got Taft, De La Salle, Yorkville, and Marshall. Uh, to me, Taft is probably the one. To the listeners, it's like, huh? Uh, but give them some credit here. They're eight zero in the league. They just beat Lyola Academy in a big upset. They lost to Ignatius by just three. They beat a good 15 win Niles West team. They're off. They're in a very awfully tough <laughs> sectional, uh, but you know, it's a team that I think deserves a little credit.
1: Um, Andre Harris is the coach over there. I think This is, uh, I always get confused because of COVID second or third year, maybe second year, then the COVID year. And I was very impressed with them at the uh, Chicago league classic, you know, they didn't win, but uh, the game that they played, they ended up losing. But anyway, I thought you could just tell they were there. You know, you could tell that this program was on the upside. They were more than the kind of some of their parts. It was, Everything was in place and I've not seen them since, you know, but as Joe mentioned, you've seen what's going on. So I think it, it's great to see what's going on with Taft. Um, I'm going to go with Marshall. We're going to go another public league team, not in the red um, uh, for this one.
0: Yeah. One and, a, nine. and one. Yeah, a.
1: Exactly. They're 12 and nine. is isn't real exciting, but if you look deeper last weekend, it was at Whitney Young's it was in the city, but they only lost to Lincoln way East by two. They lost to Proviso East recently by 12, and they've beaten Proviso West. And remember, Proviso West, who has a pretty good freshman, they just knocked off Proviso East this weekend. And it's important to note, as Joe said, we are talking about a Class 118 yeah. doing all of this. And they've played yeah. like a... 3A, 4A schedule. And it's always important, too, if you're going to try to, they have size. Two good, you know, six, 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 seven high school players. That's going to be very valuable in the Class A tournament. I'm going to actually, I think I'm going to go see Marshall against North Lawndale in the first round on uh, Wednesday of the public. Yeah.
0: And, you know, and deal Sal, you mentioned it before that they're playing better basketball. They're going to be battle tested. I think they're coming together. They're in a pretty weak sectional for the the most part to advance. And then Yorkville's probably, if you had to pick a team, I don't know. If you had your rankings of 26 to 35, they would have been there all year long, uh, right? That 26, to 35, 21 wins. What stood out to me with them is just they played Joliet West. You know, Joliet West was probably looking ahead to their wine sides collide, but they played them tough. They played out Spiegel East tough. So how about this one? This one, uh, (laughs) the most overrated team looking back in the preseason. We had St. Rita, number two, fallen, obviously, and they're still lurking there, but West Roar, number 18, Lake, Lake Lake Forest, number 22, Perspectives Leadership, number 22, 25. I, I'll let you decide this since these were your preseason rankings, if you had to.
1: I'm defending my, I think Perspectives Leadership at 25 is just fine. Don't even think that's overrated. <laughs> Joe, so uh they, they don't have a great record of no, but they've knocked off Hyde Park twice now. So that's as good as you're gonna get for 25. Um of the others, I mean, is this even really a question, Joe?
0: I I think I know who you're gonna go with, but
1: it's gotta be. I mean, St. Rito's number two. I almost made him number one. Yeah. That was it, nobody wants to talk about that or remember that, but that was like an actual discussion that was had. I... They were nationally ranked by multiple sources. Yeah,
0: yeah, I I agree. Um, prospectors leadership. The only one I would say is, it's hard to number twenty-five. Any team that loses by forty plus to a team. Oh, you talking about that that
1: Lions game? Yeah, yeah, I don't know what happened, but good lord, that was
0: a weird. Uh, yeah, West Aurora just keeps losing and losing. Um, (laughs) (sighs) you know. So, anyway. that's a little of a negative one. So we'll, we'll, we'll move on <laughs> down one, Mike, three seconds left. Who do you want taking the shot? We got four options, all good ones. Ahmad Henderson, a big shot maker at the end of games, Jeremy fears, Jr. The McDonald's all American uh, day, day Ames at Kenwood, a dynamic score. And then, and then Cameron Christie, uh, you know, I, I Cameron Christie to me is, is I, I think every time we've had this question, in the past, it's always been the guy who could get the shot off, uh, and that's what I like about these guys. I, I think Amon Henderson is is got some legit stones for making big shots. I just don't like the little guard. I, I think it's containable. Fears is for me. It comes down to Fears and Christie because Fears his length and size and that shot and its release and where it's at. He can get the shot off whenever he has to. Fears because he's so stinking strong. Uh, and a bull that people bounce off of him. so And he can draw contact and get to the lane and get fouls. So I'm torn between those two. I'm probably going with Christie simply because of that size and being able to get that last second shot off mid-range three. Uh, but you can't go wrong with the, one of these four.
1: Yeah, I've already, I've already seen two of them do it. This season, literally make the game winner and shot in, with less than three seconds left. Fears yeah. and Henderson, so right, yeah, th- that's easy. <laughs> I guess either one of them you can pick. You can't go wrong. I think I've seen. I mean, Fears has done it. I think twice this year. Henderson might have done it two or three.
0: Yeah, um, Henderson's had a knack for his career. AAU yeah, high school thanks. for doing that. Um, most puzzling uh, team this year. Puzz- our puzzling season this year. I these are good ones. Uh, Saint, I mean, St. Rita, we just talked about, St. Ignatius, Glenbrook North, and Hyde Park. For me, my answer is easy. Uh, I, I go St. Ignatius. I, I, I'm i not sure. You know, they've just lost to Nazareth. They've really hit the skids, particularly after I bought my stock uh, in the stock report. So they have now lost, Mike, uh, one, two, three, four, five, six six out of their last 10 uh and some of them you know of the puzzling variety so and as after a terrific start to a season i mean like they were yeah i mean they were going into the semifinals at york 13 and one yeah 13 and one so yeah that's my puzzling piece um St. Rita, I can kind of figure out. Oh, I'll go let you answer yours.
1: Yeah, Ignatius is definitely puzzling, but I've just accepted that they're not as good as I thought they were. So I'm not puzzled anymore. And I got got them out of the rankings and didn't worry about it. To me, as a guy who has to look at this every Sunday, the two teams that drive me like St. Rita is what they is, are what they are. They don't have the local win to worry about. But two teams that do have incredible wins, but then not badly. I just don't know what to do with them. The first one is Glenbrook North. I mean, like they just lost to Evanston and that was a team that they kind of (laughs) whooped earlier in the year. I think it was like a 12 or 13 point game and I watched them against Glenbrook South. They were never in that game for a second. Got kind of destroyed. It was a lousy game, but this, they can beat New Trier by 10, which they just did last week. I just, I never have any clue what the Glenbrook South score is going to be? They they you know they beat Saint Ignatius, and then they'll go out and they'll lose to Libertyville, which isn't a bad team. But uh, then they'll they beat Prospect by twenty. You, you just you never know what you're going to get at Glenbrook North. I don't know if it comes down to you know how well they're you know in particular Rancone is shooting. Maybe I, I don't know. It's oh, just
0: I, I don't see, know. The, see, they're not. That's not puzzling to me simply because of that league, the Central Suburban League South, and. How well those teams know each other. playing them a second time. We're talking about some teams that they're, you know, the puzzling from winning by 10, losing to 10, whatever. Those are still really quality teams to me. And it looks
1: like home is, like they beat Evanston at home, lost on the road. They lost on the road at Glenbrook. So maybe the home, maybe the road conference game.
0: I just think that league is beating each other up, you know. Um, Which ranked team currently may be in a little over its head um we've got marist proviso east lincoln way east and bowling which one are you going with
1: this is a tough one for me um i feel like i don't have a grasp on proviso east yet yeah and they just lost to proviso west and they've had such a they were beating Curry in the game. Nobody was at. They got canceled, so provides that East is tough for me. I, I guess I'd probably go with them. Although I have, I, I keep saying I have Lincoln Way East doubts. So I'm gonna go too. Yeah,
0: mine's bull. Bo- my mine's Marist, and um, I'm going to provide East and Marist. Uh, I just, I guess I don't trust them, in big big game moments, and. They're having both. I think they're both surprising seasons in my mind. We talked about that already. So I, I'm going go to go one of those two breakout underclassmen. We've got Jarrell Baldwin from Hyde Park, Connor May from uh, Palatine, Stefan Sitchich from Riverside Brookfield, and Luke Williams from Naperville North. All juniors. So it's the breakout underclass junior. Uh, I, I, to me, I got a couple di- different perspectives or takes on the on the. I, to me, Baldwin is coming out of nowhere the most to me. Um, he transferred in to Hyde Park from, oh, geez. Um, HF. HF.
1: Of course. <laughs> yeah,
0: yeah. When in doubt, <laughs> yeah. pick HF. Think about that team.
1: Oh, gosh.
0: Yeah, it's ridiculous. Anyway, to think about Miles that. Rubin, Wesley Rubin, Day Ames, Jarrell Baldwin. Oh, my gosh. All right. Uh, this is hard. I don't know.
1: Uh, it's Luke Williams to me for sure. If he was a hoops recruit, you'd be drooling over him.
0: Yeah, a big-time football recruit. Um, <laughs> he, the
1: fact that he's not a basketball recruit really is why and, he's not getting more attention. Part
0: And he's been on – of these four, he's probably been the most consistent and the most important player to their individual team. Uh, they, they ride Luke Williams hard, and yeah. he does a lot for them. So, it's yeah. Exciting
1: I, player, yeah. I,
0: I will agree. Luke Williams –
1: uh Jarrell Baldwin was less of a I heard a lot of hype from him the month before the season I was out at Hyde Park the yes practice so I didn't know it was going to be quite this good Um and Connor May I got my first you know I saw him last year of course Um God he got stronger and he just better in every way I said was two weeks ago I guess I'm with the king day when I watched I really enjoyed Connor May and he's going to be one of those players that I kind of check on twitter every once in a while to see how his spring and summer is going cuz i'm very interested to see how much he improves. He could be a monster next year in the MSL. Oh yeah,
0: i mean he's he's really put himself on the radar this year and uh he's got a shot making ability and that's and, and and some good size to go with it.
1: Uh guess who else could be at HF? Uh
0: Richard Lindsay who could
1: have been our another breakout underclassman over at uh De La Salle. He you know De La Salle lists where your your hometown is and your grade school and everything. And would HF
0: fun. been the preseason number 1? Oh yeah, it
1: would have been one of the it could have been one of the better best teams in state history, I think. Jeez. And <laughs> yeah. Ames and the Rubens and like 7 Oh, sorry, Trey Marks in Mount Carmel.
0: Oh yeah, he's pretty good. Nishan
1: yeah. <laughs> And Sean Holmes at St. Rita. Uh, I mean, yeah. it co- they've had like they have like 8 D1 players <laughs> there. Uh yeah, it would be absolutely phenomenal. Oh, uh, Solomon Mosley at Kenwood um another he he grew up with them so yeah it's uh the vikings united i believe is the program they all played in i have an email from uh remember chad from hf
0: um yeah uh ready yeah
1: his dad sent me an email years ago talking about how it was going to be the greatest group of kids you've ever seen at hf and all half these names are in it he was totally right (laughs) but yeah it's... it's pretty wild but uh All right, we should wrap up here. Got a city tournament coming up this week. A little bit of a slow weekend other than that, but uh, get it while you can, everybody, because the season is winding down quickly. I'm kind of alarmed. Uh, February 18th, the playoff starts. You got to kind of get used to this new schedule. So get out there and see some hoops and uh, we'll be back next week. Thanks for listening.